Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and this is a Christmas slash New Year's Thursday Thursday. That makes for some good times, man. We got the old Twitter Terminator back up from Kentucky. We got uh, D-Stat reveling up there in, in the district. The old Giggity Giles and even got the Failhorn, man. Got all kinds of stuff going on. Want to chit-chat about some college football playoffs, about the setup for the NFL playoffs, about week 16 in the NFL, and uh, the, 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 the playoffs and the looming fail bucket. If you are one of those individuals that plays in a league that goes through week 17 in the NFL, please find a new league. And if you're the commissioner of that league, please stop that crap. That is major, absolute, 100% fail. And anybody that's out there, if you do that to people, you deserve this. Because your league is bullish, man. Anywho, let's go ahead and start getting everybody in here. Uh, we're going to try to pound out just a, a fat, fun segment, man. Jerry Jones knows. Yeah. We'll call it a glory hole segment and just uh, run and gun right through some stuff, have a little fun, uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and then get on point. So first and foremost, courtesy of his mega massive goatee, I think Mark needed a change in flavor. So we're going to give him a little ZZ Top, man, sharp-dressed man for his 15-foot-long goatee. Dude, <laughs> ZZ Top is impressed with your face. What is up, son? <laughs> Representing, sir, doing very well. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty impressive, man. You got a lot of facial hair going on over there. Are you in a beard competition that we were unaware of? Maybe I'm not telling. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, you know we got to do you right. We got to do you right. Here you go, man. Three brewing one. You ready? To, you ready to hit your cue, brother? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. I hit the three brewing fun a little early, but let's go ahead and three brewing fun this time. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! I like it, man. That, that last one, that extra little high pitch. Did you pull on your goatee to get that to hit that level? <laughs> that was pretty bit, good. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. That was pretty good. Also, man, firing a hole, <laughs> rolling back up from. From Kentucky, apparently dropping bombs down there along the way. Would you get into too much hot sauce, bro? Nah, it's just once you get into the country style food that you haven't had in a while, man, it gets you. Yeah, that's a little. We, we used to. I think one year I had a chili. We, we do. A, I do a chili cook off. I think one year I had a chili called the Captain's Butt Butter. Sarah, Sarah was not fond of the name, but I feel like Shannon, you were. <laughs> she does. She does. Rarely do I have a name for a chili that Sarah's like, that's a great name, Justin. She's usually like, really? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and the captain's butt butter was one of those years she didn't like the name. But anyway, it sounds like you were living, living La Vida Loco on that one, bro. I, I was, but you know what? Coach Cal approves of this podcast. Well, when I'm done, he approves. When I'm done, he does approve, man. That is true. <laughs> that is true, man. Heck Yeah. Oh, man. And, of course, the San Francisco 49ers actually got a win and didn't negatively or adversely impact their draft positioning. So, way to go. That's the real win. <laughs> What's up, Randy? Not much. Yeah, I was pretty uh, I was pretty impressed that <clears throat> they decided to be 
you know, two and zero against the Rams and zero for against everybody else. Can we just play the Rams every week? I, I mean, seriously. I don't <laughs> know that that's really an accomplishment this year. Yeah. Just, oh, well. just saying. Just saying. Merry Christmas to me. I get a Niners win and well, loss <laughs> everywhere else. Yay! Yeah, you did. All right, and I, I told Whitfield damn I have you a Detroit defense. Damn you! Yeah, I know. Like, dude, you had to be like Detroit. Can you at least hold him to a field goal once, twice, maybe? You freaking bastards! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty funny. And I guess that leaves old Whitfield, who who sounds like he has some audio issues. We'll see what the quality of his connection is over the course of the podcast. But I, I told him I had a song for him, and yes, I do. And this is what he gets because <laughs> he knows it. Here you go. Let's go. To, let's go to the best part. <laughs> anyway, oh, it's probably not funny to anybody but me and maybe Whitfield. But you get a little ICP. Santa's a fat bitch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Anyway, well, Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope everybody had a great time with friends, with family. Uh, whether you were traveling, obviously everybody made it back home safely. Uh, if you were, that's good. I'm glad that everyone, as part of the sports, look. All kidding aside, man, 2016's been taking so many people out. I figured we needed to squeeze one more podcast in, lest one of us succumb to the death train. That is, I shouldn't even joke around about that. That is the death train. That is 2016. So I figured this this was good, man. That's right, Whitfield. That's right. All right, guys. Tell you what, man. Where do we want to go first? NFL five in a row five in a row oh you went obviously he must want to what you want to go Green Bay yes sir all right well, well to be quite honest man um Green Bay does deserve a little bit of gloss and you know what's funny and this is really bigger context think about this you know every NFL season has the there's a certain flow to it right and you think back to the to like preseason and expectations for what a year is going to be then you kind of get through the early part of the of the season some teams look good out of the gate, uh, looking at you, Minnesota Vikings, and then it just all goes to hell. Also looking at you, Minnesota Vikings. Some teams are terrible <laughs> throughout. Hey, Cleveland, or as I should go with that fan sign, hey, Cleveland. Um, I hope, did y'all see that fan sign where they misspelled Cleveland? No, no. I did. <laughs> I, did. I, was, I was like, great. No. How? How? It's 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 like I don't know if it. It's like the sign stuttered, man. It was crazy. They said the fan sign had "Merry Christmas," C L E V E V E L A N D, Cleveland Browns. Come on, y'all. I know it's bad, but you don't need to try to get a new city. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? I tell you what, man. Uh, honestly. We could lead off with Green Bay, but I think it's far more appropriate to raise a glass to the Cleveland Browns actually winning a freaking game. Because <laughs> they don't off they, their ass. look. Can they've gotten something? they've gotten no love, no love of any kind, really, this whole year, other than people ro- going <clears throat> against them in death pools. And what happened at the end? That, you know how many people that probably took out in the death pool? <laughs> took me out. See, <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Chargers kicker <laughs> who can't make a field goal. Lambo, dick. Well, you. Know, <laughs> Well, the great thing is, the great thing is, you know, it, it's uh, the Chargers are down three. It's, it's twenty seventeen, and they have a thirty two yard field goal attempt to tie it up under four minutes, and the Browns block it, and somehow, some way, they manage to get LeBron James suit up. <laughs> yes, I think LeBron James didn't suit I was up. Say, was LeBron James <laughs> out there and made the block, right? 
Yeah, that's, that's very legit. I like that call, dude. I like that reference, man. That's nice. Um, and the Chargers somehow get another crack at it. No timeouts. Gates gets a reception and gets him to field goal range. And Rivers is over there rage-faced on the sideline to get the kicking team out there. Clock's just ticking. It's a 45-yard field goal with the clock ticking away. Gets snapped with about a second left on the clock. And Lambeau just it, it just goes wide right, man. No good. And on Christmas Eve, the Browns finally win a game. They won't win a spelling bee, but they finally win a game. So kudos to the Cleveland Browns for getting off the donut. <laughs> there was, and of course, I don't know why I thought this was so funny. Hopefully I can find it. Somebody, one fan somewhere, after the Browns won, they began selling championship-like merchandise that just had, like the shirt says NFL game winners, and it has the Browns like <laughs> logo on it. <laughs> And it's like oh, Cleveland, we love you. Yeah, they had victory hat seventy five dollars, victory T eighty nine, DVD Blu Ray one hundred twenty nine plus shipping and handling. I mean, it was really funny. It was very well done. I don't know if that was an onion thing or an actual fan created. Whatever, man. Uh, Daily Snark had that post, and I was I was cracking up. That was well played and well done. And yes, uh, San Diego Chargers going to Charger. That's a team. They just find a way to suck, don't they? I swear. Yeah. Yeah, but this time it wasn't Rivers' fault. It was actually the kicker's fault. Well, it, it, it's just Cleveland. You know, I was getting ready to say Cleveland's going to Cleveland. I'm so used to saying them losing. But uh, Chargers going to Charger, dude. That, that was really sad uh, and kind of a fitting, I don't know, man. That, that It's just fail buckets for them. You think about all the things that happened since, like, the Browns last won a game, and here we are. You know, it, it, it's it's pretty crazy. So enjoy it. <laughs> Get your NFL game winner shirts. That would be really awesome if somebody <laughs> actually had one. I would love that. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. I know some people that probably had tears of joy. Lord knows they probably got tickets for like four bucks to go to that game. They that had... was probably one of those stocking stuffers. Yeah. It's like you went to the you went to one of the convenience stores, get a six pack of beer and a scratcher, and they probably had some giveaway tickets. Here, here go, to the, go to the Browns Chargers game, man. Buy a uh, six pack, get two tickets for free. Do I have to? Oh, okay. What the hell? You know when they do you, it. Give you money to take the tickets. Yeah, and I'm just just ridiculous. But uh, you know, I'm glad they won a game. Get off the schneid. I mean, I, I think it's it's really awful if you're a winless team. That that's really an awful thing and i'm glad the detroit lions can continue to lay claim to being the only only team in history to have gone uh 0 for 16 man y'all deserve that bag of sucktitude now that's actually me to me to say but i'm glad cleveland got off that one mm. yeah good for hugh jackson man that's good right. for that guy so i guess in the, in the honor of cleveland uh i'm crushing out a stone ipa uh, still one of my favorite beers, and I just love it, man. I love the Runation too, but the Runation's a little heavy for podcasting, so I try to stick with the the regular Stone IPA for that. Uh, Shannon, what you got, brother? Brother, I am going. I'm going to take a uh, line from Dstad. I'm going large and in charge tonight. Nice. Yeah. I got the Goose Island Bourbon County Barley Wine tonight. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Thirteen and a half. I like that, man. I was about to say you said barley wine. That's some potent stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, but dude, if if you're not used to drinking barley wine and you have one of those things, they'll they gonna get you, man. <laughs> oh, it's slow sipping, brother. Let me tell you something. It's yeah. tasty, but it's slow sipping. Yeah, that that's for sure. You know what? I think Cleveland Browns fans were rewarded in a way. It, it's fitting, right? Maybe George Michael did him a solid on the way out, right? I forgot how long the intro to that song was. We'll go right there. 
So, oh, way, way to keep faith, Browns fans. It's about all. I'm glad <laughs> they are some dedicated fans, man. Because that team has sucked. <laughs> that team has sucked for a long time. And by the way, rest in peace, George Michael. I, I will say uh, I love hearing all the stories about his charitable charitable work and how like low key he was and not wanting to be known for a lot of the stuff he was doing. And just it, it's really cool hearing stories about the things he did. So. Um, you know, uh, certainly I'm, I'm going to tip a tip a slug of this beer out to George Michael while we're at it, man. Cheers. Mm. Rest in peace. Yes, sir. Although, quite frankly, we could we could have like a thousand RIPs in this podcast. It's freaking crazy. If we did that, we <laughs> this would be the whole Dude, podcast. By the way, there's breaking news. The Oscars had to add an extra hour this year just for all the immemorials. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that terrible, I mean, it's, man? it's sad. I, I'm not trying to make fun, but yeah. I mean, good. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be some tough sledding. And of course, Carrie Fisher now. And yeah, Randy, well, you wrote just a beautiful article yesterday yeah, on. Yeah, um, you know, um, you know, Randy, you do, you do you do some work with some other stuff, and uh, it, you, we've talked about it before. And uh, you're going to you're going to go see Rogue One tomorrow night. I'm seeing Rogue One tomorrow. I know we're a little behind, I suppose. Uh, sometimes that's what happens. It's called adulting. Um, you know, got to balance other life stuff. But uh, I'm excited to go see it. I know you. I certainly know you're excited to go see it. Um, but for people that aren't familiar with some of your other little writing forays or the other stuff you dabble with, uh, feel free to explain that really quickly. And then if you want to, you know, touch on the article, because I, I, I don't want to forget. I have a feeling if we don't do right. it now, I might forget about it. So feel free to uh, kind of expand on that in just a moment. And obviously, people can find the article. You can uh, kind of direct them where to do that. And then obviously, the rest of the information with that community and that group. Well, basically, what I've been doing is I listen to a podcast called From the Back to Tank. Um, and they actually asked listeners if they wanted to, uh, if they, anybody out there wanted to contribute in some way, whether it be writing and articles and things like that. So I hit them up and started writing for them, I think, back in July yeah. of this year. Well, obviously, with uh, Carrie Fisher's passing, I felt like I had to take it upon myself to write uh, write something about her just for right for the web page and obviously I, i've shared it with other people that i knew were star wars fans and it was definitely difficult to write because you know what a lot of people don't realize is when you're a child of the 80s one of the things that you remember is star wars and how big of an influence it is upon you in your life and one of the more iconic characters from star wars is princess leia so having carrie fisher pass was very hard for any star wars fan out there and anybody who you know anybody who lived in the 80s really well the 70s and 80s yeah i mean that's of that era absolutely but the thing is is i when i wrote that article i didn't want to dwell solely on the star wars aspect of it all what i wanted to do is for the star wars fans who didn't really uh follow her that much beyond just star wars was try to give them an idea of who she was where she came from and when doing uh, the research there was so much she did beyond being Princess Leia, like being a script doctor is what they call it, where yeah, she actually dude. went in and she went in and wrote dialogue and changed dialogue for certain movies. Now she actually she actually did it for the prequels. Now explain because I had never heard the term script doctor, and I saw something about that. 
and we had a little bit of that going back and forth in a sports group chat, but I didn't know that existed, but it makes total sense, right? But explain, for anybody that doesn't know what a script doctor is, explain what a script doctor does. And, and she was apparently super-duper gifted at it and uh, did a lot, helped with a lot of things, and that's one of those things that flew under the radar that people had no idea. Basically what a script doctor is is someone who comes in, they're going to read the script, and they'll make they'll alter it. They'll make changes. They'll change the dialogue up a little bit so that it's a little more cohesive or what mm-hmm. they feel like the character would say naturally rather than just something that the yeah. original writer may have come up with. Like in Lethal Weapon 3, she actually changed some of Rene Russo's dialogue in the movie for her character. Mm-hmm. That was a little more natural than you know what a male might say, I think a woman might say. It's, right. It's just... So, but also she wrote some she wrote books. Mm-hmm. She actually produced some of she produced a a one woman show called Wishful Drinking. That's basically um, a take on her life growing up. It actually ended up she ended up writing a, a book based upon the show itself, which yeah. actually the audiobook got nominated for a a, a Grammy for well, a spoken word. I think. Just to interject for a moment, I think one of the things that people uh, are going to get exposed to, and this is going to be true for a lot of these people that kind of pass and you have these moments, is you start finding out other things about them. And one of the things that keeps coming out with her is, you know, she had a sharp wit, how funny she was, you know what I mean, her sense of humor. And the script actor thing is fascinating because sometimes these movies, they hit a wall, like in production, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and they can't, they, they get stuck. It's almost like... You know, you, you talk about writer's block. What's well, like movie block, filming block? You know what I mean. And so they got to salvage, or they got to fix, or they got to they got to do something. And, and she helped bail these things out, and and you know, and fit, she was like a fixer for these problems. But her personality and and what she who she was as a person, and all these things that she did, and then her sense of humor, and who she was beyond the iconic role of you know Leia, uh, which is what most people will obviously gravitate towards but who she was beyond that. And I think that's that's pretty interesting, and there's a lot of good, you know, material in there. And I'm, I'm glad you had the chance to kind of, you know, write the article. I, I read it. I thought you did a good job. And um, real quick, again, remind people where they can find out. Uh, yeah, you guys can look at uh, Rain Man Digital Media on their website. Or you can actually, if you follow the sports where you can find me on sports where I've shared it on my page mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I've also shared it on Twitter. At Giggity Giles. There you go. One thing, and if, if you didn't see this, uh, anybody that missed this part, I thought this was really funny for Carrie Fisher. And I'll give you a chance to type a thought in a, in a moment, Randy. But I, it, <laughs> only because we, we got to keep driving, right? Uh, but one thing, this is one of my favorite little 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 bits and reading about a lot of this stuff. Uh, Mashable had an article about this, and this was actually in... Uh, she detailed some of this, like some troubles she encountered while filming Star Wars. And so she was talking about Lucas, obviously. And she said, uh, George comes up to me the first day of filming. He takes one look at the dress and says, you can't wear a bra under that dress. So I say, okay, I'll bite. Why? And he says, because there's no underwear in space. So you know, Fisher kept writing, and she said that George Lucas explained his reasoning by claiming that a bra would simply strangle someone to death. Now, this article is titled, Carrie Fisher had one hilarious request for her obituary. So it gets into that. So uh, they get into this conversation, and so uh, she writes, Now George came to my show when it was in Berkeley. He came backstage and explained why you can't wear your brassiere in other galaxies. And I have a, a sense very soon. So here's why you cannot wear your brassiere, per George. So what happens is when you go to space and you become weightless, 
So far, so good, right? But then your body expands, but your bra doesn't. So you get strangled by your own bra. Now, I think this would make for a fantastic obit. So I tell my younger friends that no matter how I go, I want it reported that I drowned in moonlight, strangled by my own bra. <laughs> and I mean, it's so ridiculous, right? But I mean, that woman's freaking funny, man. That woman is, I mean, she, that, that's funny. You know, that's funny. So kudos, kudos to her. Uh, and certainly uh, rest in peace. And I'll jump to some other topics in just a moment, but uh, uh, go ahead and tie up uh, your thoughts on that one, if you will, Randy. Well, even though she does have a fantastic sense of humor, and that was tame compared to what I've the stories oh, yeah. I've heard about, especially how she is at cons. Uh, she basically she she would fit in with a sports brew. Her sense of humor is just bold and brash, and she really doesn't give an f about what she says in front of anybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the type of person she was. But one of the big things she did is she was definitely an advocate for pushing mental health, especially bipolar disorder. Yep. Um, talking about her demons with drug and alcoholism, and so it, it, that's something that she really championed. And even though she was uh, basically born to, you know, uh, film royalty, because I mean, her mother being Debbie Reynolds, you know. Rest in peace as well, because obviously she passed, right, the day after her daughter passed. Yeah, most people consider that the old death by broken heart. Yeah, that's yeah. tough, man. That's, that's tough <clears throat> for that family. But I I've <clears throat> ended the article by saying that she came to us from the stars, now she's returning to the stars, and that, you know, one day we'll meet again, but right now, rest in peace, and make sure that you call everybody up there a scruffy-looking nerf herder. <laughs> <laughs> so Carrie Fisher, man, rest in peace. And a little tip of the glass from us to you. Mm. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Uh, before I forget, and only because I, I thought this was extra funny, and you know, Mark, I joked around about some positivity. Destat, we'll get to that in, in a little bit. We'll get back to sports in a moment. But I thought this was particularly fantastic, and, and I saw this in BuzzFeed. And so the people, <laughs> it just the article says people are campaigning to protect Betty White from 2016. Because 2016. <laughs> and so this person created a page, like, created a page, and I flat out, man, and just saying to help protect Betty White from 2016, uh, you know, like a little noble cause. And anyway, it ends up raising some money. And uh, the person actually started it said, you know, in case Betty White doesn't want a strange Greek standing guard outside her door, uh, he's promised to donate all the funds uh, raised to the Spartanburg Little Theater. Which I thought was kind of cool. yeah, which which is pretty cool. That's in South Carolina, um, so there's a, a GoFundMe page for that. Mm. Some people I get just to, have to wonder though. What did Betty White reach out to this guy and say? Thanks for being a friend. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. You know what? I don't know that we've ever here. Hold on. I don't know that we've ever played that. I'm not sure. Have we ever broken out like the Golden Girls deal? Hey, Shannon. Yes, sir. You're a, pal, you're a pal and a confidant. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There it is. Aw. Mark. Mark, this almost sets up perfectly for some DSTAT positivity. It does, actually. Our heart is true. DSTAT poo. <laughs> You have nothing to say? 
That actually was that was really was a good show. Of course, watch it. Look, if it was on right now, nothing else on, I'd probably watch it. Yeah, Mark and Shannon and Randy and even Matt. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Now, can I sleep under your tree tree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Anyway, uh, you, you know it's o'clock. Yeah, it's a loot o'clock. It's a loot o'clock, man. Mark, you got nothing? You're just silent on the whole thing. We were playing a Gold Girls theme song. You, what? I mean, I don't, I don't know what you want. You, you want me to truly go? or <laughs> do, do you not have a D-stat positivity moment? Do you, do you not have that? I mean, like, that was, that was there for you, brother. I mean, look. <clears throat> Maybe there's just I, not enough beer in them yet. I dreamed a dream that I gave D-Stat a cue for a segment, and he actually listened and then ran with it. <laughs> I'm positive that I opened the door for, for D-Stat positivity. Okay. I, I can definitely take it. Um, all I want to say is encouraging everybody out there, Sports for Nation and beyond, that's uh while wow, I feel like it's become the 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 cool and trendy thing to say, you know, F two thousand sixteen, worst year ever. You know, they're producing like, you know, F two thousand sixteen glasses and you're probably gonna go out to for people who, you know, aren't uh ancient and go out to parties. Uh if you go out to New Year's Eve parties and, you know, see stuff, you're gonna see a lot of negative stuff, but you know what? <laughs> it can always be worse. I guarantee it. Uh, I say that uh, a lot of good things got happened this year. The yes. captain had another child. I got married. Uh, I still can't face. believe somebody actually married your ass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Reason to celebrate. Reason to celebrate. Orange face doesn't take office yet, and that's oh. a scary thing that's coming next year. But hey, shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Shut up. That's, dude, dude. Dude, Mark, that's why everybody's dying. They're like, I can't deal with this Trump guy. I'm out of here. I know. Uh, trust me, I get it. And uh, and hell, I stay here. And, and uh, Hamilton, Hamilton exists. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So you know what? There's a lot of great stuff out there. There is. So there just, is, uh, man. Don't 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 always let yourself be completely consumed by the negative. Um, you know, it's it's it was a crazy year. But, uh, that's right. There's a lot of good out there, and uh, don't don't let yourself focus on all the negative. That's right. That's right, Mark. Because I'm good enough. I'm smart enough, and doggone it, that's people like me. <laughs> no, like all kidding aside, Mark and Mark and I had this this dialogue, and like uh, you know, cause, you know, I love you, bro. I love you, bro. And it was just it's just funny because I, I totally I totally understood your intent, right? And I, you know, I think one of the things that we're in, in the midst of is this like weird collective shared like reactionary grief. It's weird, right? <laughs> you know, and it just keeps happening. 2016 is crazy, and it, it feels like it's finishing crazy. And every year, I'm sure if we look back to last year and two years ago. There's some recency bias. There's always a lot of people that die. You know what I mean? It's just the there's a lot of people alive and a lot of celebrities and a lot of media coverage now. And so there's a you know somebody dies. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. But it just feels like it's really built up a lot. This this seems atypical and unusual because it it just it feels like the it's one of those proverbial that hits keep coming. So it's weird. Somebody passes away and you figure it's done. You know, and then somebody else passes away, and it's like, oh my god! And Facebook's like blowing up with all this stuff, and R.I.P. and my childhood, and 
Uh, I will say, I think part of it is this, and we're all, other than Mark, the rest of us are in this age bracket where some of these people that we grew up with, right? And that's what Carrie Fisher, right. for example, really represents. She represents a part of our youth. And when people that really represent an iconic character or a role or an attachment, or for a lot of people, Carrie Fisher would have been their first, like, realistically, that was their, like, first crush, you know, Princess Leia. I, I, there's a part of you that goes, oh, my God, you know, how old am I? I mean, you get what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's real. Yeah. So that's when there's a lot of them. You, you think about your own mortality, and you think about the, the, that segment of your life that that represented, and that's in the rearview mirror. And I just, there's been a lot of that. So I think this, it's just part of this very collective shared sense of grieving for what 2016 has been. Maybe it's not as different from other years and we're just feeling like it is because it, it's just a lot right at the end. Uh, but it seems like people are like, 2016, get the hell, just stop and go away and die already. Uh, the year, not anybody else. But yeah, you know, I mean, that's, it, I'll make a joke about, yeah, people are dying off because they don't, do, they don't want to deal with Trump or whatever, but it, it does feel weird, but it is good. It, Mark, you're not the only one. Some other people have been like, hey, man, there's a lot of other stuff in the world. Uh, and that's true, uh, but weight and impact are different. And I think that that collective thing on Facebook, for example, or Twitter, if that's your platform of choice, people do get a little swept up in it, and it's very in your face. And But I, I think it's really less about the, the heaviness of world events, which we could always point to you know, Syria or Aleppo and some of these other things. Uh, although Gary Johnson may not know about that, but that's a different <laughs> issue. But there's a lot of seriousness in the world, but there's there's a certain innocence to our childhood. And I think people like to remember, they have a nostalgic, you know, remembrance of their childhood. That, that, Alan Thicke, you know, the, the, the dad and Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia and, you know, Prince. You think of this music maybe, uh, you know, as you're a kid growing up. Um, you know, John Glenn, you know, astronaut, hero, you know, you think of these things. And so that they represent certain slices and periods of your life and people that either you, you know, they did something that you dreamed about doing or they had a profession that you dreamed about, you know, being able to do or whatever, man. They inspired you on some level to, you know, use your <laughs> imagination. And I think that's, that's why people are so moved by a lot of it is it's a portion of your childhood, a portion of your development, a part of your imagination and a, a little part of your hard as a child and as an adult we get so you know consumed with stuff and work and life and how much bs there is and you know oh my god i got doctor's appointments and taxes and agi and all this unpleasant adulting crap and there's something about that innocence of childhood you know what i mean and as a parent i get reminded of it chan and i would imagine you you feel that way at times when you're when your two girls don't drive you crazy uh (laughs) You know, because they're old enough now to drive you crazy. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but 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 the, but those are the, and that's where I think the weight and impact is, and part of it is our own mortality and our own development as individuals. And sometimes we we need a reminder of what life is. And and Mark, you're doing that too. You're just coming at coming at it with a slightly different angle. But I I totally get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm my wife and I have discussed it a lot and then and, and I you know I'm sure we should get back to sports but uh, I would just we say will. quickly that I just I just say uh to me it's all about perspective I think that uh you know a coworker of mine unfortunately uh late overnight last night lost his mother and I mean that's horrendous and that's a personal effect uh that's you know 
to me is only obviously far more significant than, than the oh, local sure, sure. celebrity, which, which, sure. Is, which, is, which it doesn't mean that they're humans and they're people and they have their own family. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's also sad, but I feel like I've seen expressions of like, I don't want to go to work. I can't you know, handle my day because, you know, ex celebrity you know, passed away. And, and, and I think that's, you know, perspective is not there in those scenarios. Um, so just, you know, take care of the people around you, love those around you not telling people how they should or shouldn't um, you know, feel or feel sad about certain things, but just keep, keep a perspective and uh, mainly just positivity. Yeah. Keep the positivity. Don't, you don't have to trash 2016 or burn it to <laughs> dust. Uh, look forward to 2017. I look forward to 2016. 2016 will be, will, will be done soon. We are, I, we are on the cusp. There, so I, <laughs> I, I, look forward to, I look forward to new beginnings. Yes. But I just don't think that's – I think well, that's, uh, it's short-sighted to be, to be like third 2016 away. Yeah, well, uh, 2017. I've long thought – you know, in my head, you know, I always circle back to one thing, and that realistically, death is the price of life. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure. So, I mean, if if you are fortunate enough to be alive, you have to pay the price, and that's death. But that means you you have the opportunity to live. It's a steep price, but life's a hell of a thing. You know yes. what I mean? And then it's a matter of how you live. So again, obviously, we need to get back to sports, uh, <laughs> and we will. But I did think it was funny. Of all the people, speaking of death is the price of life, I, I love the fact that George R. R. Martin actually commented on this thing, and he wrote, "Death, death, and more death." <laughs> this year just keeps getting worse and worse. And I'm like, of all the people that be talking about too much death, this guy who kills everybody <laughs> in the books is death everywhere. I thought that was extra hilarious. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. Um, that, that's a little heavy, but it, you know, these things are, they're, they're just reminders and obviously the macro micro, your personal, and then everything that goes on on social media, you know, just they're reminders of, of, in part your own mortality. And then, you know, uh, there's a lot out there and occasionally you do need to be reminded. And sometimes it's something big and sometimes it's something personal. Uh, they can, it can be big and personal, but you know, a celebrity, it might be big to you, but it's not as personal as somebody, an immediate family member. So you know, there's a lot going on, uh, a lot of stuff. But I think I think we can allow room across the board for people to grieve on those things. Okay. Let's... Uh, you know how we segue from that, Justin? Uh, Lord knows. That was kind of a heavy... We ended up doing a very heavy topic right in the middle of things. We even broke out the Golden Girls. Stuart Smalley... And some other randomness. But, you know, actually, I, I have... You know what? what? You know what makes us all happy? What? A fat man touchdown pass. <laughs> for, a, <laughs> for a second, God bless, Shane. And I was ready for you to say... I can't well, believe... clearly it's time to break break free of that oh, and go to the fat man. Yeah, see, that, that, I, I, was like, I was like, how do I not have Let It Go queued up? Because like, I was like, that's what Shannon undoubtedly <laughs> would say, like, right there. Yeah. Although, Mark, you're also right. <laughs> and we can shake off that segment. See, there we go. We'll just hit them all. We'll hit them all real quick. Hit them all. <laughs> and then I, I know one final way to, to you know dust off that and transition back to sports and this is a song I, I pulled up especially for Mark. Oh, 
Where's, where's, where's that playoff ticket we already bought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the playoff ticket we already bought? <laughs> there. There. Uh, come on, man. Have a laugh. Right. Uh, that, one that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. Right, I've, been save, I've been saving that one for you. I've been saving that one for you, bro. I, I, was, I was cracking up on that, man. Oh, yes, you guys. Yes, the Giants do have a punched playoff ticket. What they do with it is going to be up to them. Um, all kidding aside, all kidding aside with that one, uh, I did not anticipate the Eagles, uh, you know, sticking that one on the Giants. You know, sometimes that's the way that it goes, man. Sometimes that's the way that it goes. Division games, division games don't always give you the results you expect. I mean, these are obviously teams that are familiar with each other. Kudos to the Eagles for that, because realistically, I thought most of us, the way the Giants defense had been playing, and, and, and to be fair, the caveat is that it was a short week. That was a short week. They did not have Janoris Jenkins. You know, there, there's other pieces to that. But I, I was definitely surprised. 24-19 was, was the final score. Um, I think most of us just realistically thought the Giants defense would, would do enough to kind of lock the Eagles down and, and call it a day. Um, and God bless. I mean, Nelson Aguilar even caught a freaking touchdown. I mean, it's amazing, right? What? Yeah, it's weird, right? Uh, all, all kidding aside, I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, we don't need a, a massive details, but realistically, again, no Janoris Jenkins short week. It, th- those things are bad. Short weeks can be really tough. You don't get to game plan the same way. Uh, and I, I think that the no Janoris Jenkins short week probably is you know, really the biggest factors in that. It didn't super end up mattering for the Giants by the time everything else played out. They're in the five seed. It's not going to change. But do you have any, like, realistic takeaways from what that was, Mark? Um, I think mainly just, yeah, short, short week hurt them. Not having Jenkins hurt them. But, you know, what I, I took away positively from it was that, you know, after a horrendous start, I mean, obviously couldn't a get off the bad start. bad start, dude. 14-0 uh, right off the bat. Their defense, you know, woke up. Uh, you know, and then, I mean, come on, they're they're – They've been playing probably the best defense of uh, you know, just about any team in the league. So, I mean, they're allowed to you know, have a hiccup. But the fact that they still, you know, in-game, I think, made the adjustments they needed to make to, you know, get tough and to, to play much better after the start and, you know, <coughs> you know make, it, make it a game, you know, that, that, that made me very happy. I mean, the yeah. only, you know, after the 14 nothing start, they only gave up 10 more points, only gave up three points in the second half. If the offense could have done more, which you know, Beckham obviously had a you know standard standard great game. I, I like that he's you know twenty five yards off the lead right now for yardage. And he's, yards. I would, he's probably gonna who's in the lead. Um, if it, if yeah, it's if it's Brown, he's gonna pass. Ty. Uh, Ty. Yep. Oh, okay. He's 30, 30, 30 yards behind Ty, I believe. Um, so <clears> good, <throat> pretty good chance, depending on how much he plays, that he could you know overtake the, that and yeah. you know, maybe win it. But regardless, um. Mainly just, just yeah. Glad, glad that the, the the team showed showed up and then fought back. That's that's the kind of thing that I want to see. You know, again, clearly, I, I say it's on blue in the face. This this team, if they're going to win at all or go deep, it's going to be because of their defense. And yeah. so, yeah, that's what I want to see. I mean, that the offense you know, has flaws. Perkins Perkins played a decent game. Um, so I was glad to see the running game show up on occasion. It's still not consistent, and it's not going to be. It's not good enough to be. But. Um, you know, they have enough offensive weapons that if the defense can keep, you know, other teams maintained, you know, can't let a Green Bay, can't let a, you know, a top-notch offense, you know, go, go ape shit on you and put up like 30. Right. But I, I don't see that, I don't see that happen against the Giants teams right now. So, 
Um, yeah, well, I, once you know, Jenkins I, is I was, back, I was probably yeah. over, overly pissed off after the loss. Um, <laughs> no, like said, it doesn't really didn't didn't really end up mattering so much. But uh, but I was I was very happy with the they bounced back, especially in the second half. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, digging a fourteen zero hole is is pretty tough. You know, that, that, okay. that's pretty tough. You know, I, I, again, I, I don't know. I, I feel like most of that is really short week and no Jenkins. And I think it's going to be a little bit weird to get a feel for what they are. And this is really going into the Redskins game to, to wrap up the season. The Redskins shellacked the Bears. I don't think that should really shock anybody. The Bears are freaking terrible. They should have beat up on the Bears, and they did. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, the, the, the Redskins-Giants game is going to be interesting in part because uh, obviously, you have the setup with the Redskins and the Giants, and Matt brought up the Packers earlier. Yeah, the Packers handled their business. They beat the crap out of the Vikings, and we'll talk a little bit more about that game in a minute. But you know, the Packers are going to—they—they've uh, got Detroit. If they win that game, they get the division. And people are joking around about all these all these oddball things. Well, hey, man, maybe they'll tie and they'll both get in. Don't count on that. <laughs> Don't count on that happening. But if you know the Giants are set, they're at the five. Man, that's not changing. So. You know, if for whatever reason they don't play that whole game or they don't finish it out, then that sets up pretty decently for the Redskins. Now, we were joking around about it, but Mark, you brought up the line in that game, and it's gotten completely out of whack. Yeah. What's the line? Push, pushed up to skins minus eight right now. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, wow. That, which is crazy, but it shows you, that, it shows you what Vegas thinks is going to happen in that game. Uh, obviously, McAdoo's come out and said, you know, they're, they're, they're playing to win and all that stuff. But, I mean, it, it's hard to know. It, it's really hard to know what a team is going to do in Week 17. And if there's some hard hits or they decide that it's not worth it. And quite honestly, they may decide that, and this sounds terrible, but if you go Green Bay, Detroit, or the Redskins, which team, you know, who do I fear the least? They might go, pfft. We're, you know what I mean? That sounds terrible. <laughs> but they might say, I don't care if we have to deal with the Redskins. So what? I'd rather deal with them than deal with Green Bay or deal with some other. And again, I mean, we're being obviously we're joking around. But, you know, if they're not threatened by the Redskins, you go, uh, maybe they go, eh, whatever. Let them get in. Who cares? You know what I mean? Who knows what their mentality is going to be? So it'll be interesting to see if they show up and really game for the whole game. If they don't, that sets up nicely for the Redskins, although Lord knows the Redskins have been plenty adept at squandering all kinds of opportunity and pissing away the year. So they will probably find a way to lose the game, and you know that will be that. And then Green Bay and Detroit are both in the playoffs, and then it's just about uh, who wins the division and who hosts the playoff game. But um, if, for whatever reason, the Giants elect to take their foot off the gas, again, this is what Vegas thinks they're going to do, then the Redskins have a nice opportunity to qualify for the postseason, even though I fully expect them to do a big bag of nothing uh, when they get there. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Right. So, um, well, I mean, they got the number two ranked offense. You never know, man. Yeah, I, you know, if Jordan Reed was healthy, I'd feel much differently about the Redskins. But, no, you know, Reed's not right, and I don't know that he can get right to make a substantial difference for what this year is. I mean, the defense has been pretty atrocious. Uh, they have a lot of turnover in, in areas in their secondary. Uh, they're moving people around. I think uh, Dante Widner went on IR, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I just, you know, at some point you run out of bodies, and um, that, you hear all these rumors that the, the defensive coordinator is going to get fired after the season. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that that's going to happen, but 
you know, bored. You see people grumbling about that. And it could just be random speculation. But <clears throat> even if the Redskins win against the Giants and get in, I, my expectations for them are, are very, very low. Just give me a good game. If nothing else, give me a, a fun game to watch. <laughs> and then the outcome is what it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, Mark, realistically, though, all kidding aside, do you think the Giants show up to play the whole game? No, my, my expectation would be kind of along the lines with it seems like most, which would be I'd expect a half. The, the, the players want to play. I mean, I think you, you encounter that every, every single year, and I don't think it's just paying lip service. I mean, you talk to any player on any team, they want to yeah. play, so it's it's putting that they don't make the decision. Um, so I I think a half is what seems realistic because you just, you know, we, we've seen, and I'm, I know we'll talk about it briefly, Carr and Mariota um, right. and Tennessee, you know, nothing to play for, but Oakland, I mean, that's just horrendous. You, you just you just can't risk it. It's just, you know, um, you just can't. If you got nothing to play for, then you got nothing to play for. And so I, I, I want to see see him stay fresh and playing about a half. It's a division game. It's, it, it matters. I think the fans deserve to see the starters for some, but I wouldn't play more than a half. Fair enough. Anybody else? Does everybody kind of think that's what's going to happen? Yeah. It, it makes sense just because they know they're going to play next week anyway. It's, yeah. So you want to make sure you're going to go in healthy, whether it be Green Bay, whether it be Seattle, because those two could flip-flop depending on what happens this week. And granted, yeah. Seattle's probably going to whoop up on San Francisco because should. it's the Niners. Doesn't mean they will, but they should. <laughs> because they're still they're still in it for a seating, so they really need to make yeah. sure they win that game, even though they're down both their safeties that That'll be exposed in the playoffs more than likely for Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's kind of a weird, a weird team, and uh, you know, at no Earl Thomas has clearly just made such a tremendous difference on that defense. Um, I don't know that they've really. Uh, I don't know that Carroll and the defense have adjusted well enough, and I don't. I don't. You know, because with Thomas, they can do that single safety high, and they can get away with it because of how much ground Thomas can. You know what I mean? That dude is He's so fast. He is insanely fast, right? Yeah. And so he allows them to do things that you can't, you don't normally do. And a lot of defenses may try to schematically imitate it, but Seattle's defense has been successful. Uh, you know, it's part coaching, it's part scheme, but it, quite clearly they had the level of talent sufficient to do that scheme. Scheme is great, but if you don't have the talent to run it, it doesn't matter what the hell your scheme is. You can't do it. You know what I mean? Uh, right. and, and, and no Thomas means that they can't, you know, unless somebody really steps up their play big time, it, it's hard to fill that void. So I don't know what kind of adjustments they're going to make, but I, I, I will say, you know, I didn't expect them to lose at the Cardinals, and Russell Wilson had a phenomenal game on my bench in the fantasy playoff. Thanks, Russ. Dangerous. <laughs> <clears throat> but <laughs> that's okay. It's just amazing to me that they were able to come back and tie it, and then they missed the extra point. House can miss an extra point with a minute left on the clock. And I, as I wrote in my notes, <laughs> not my Hauska. But, uh, dude, it's an extra point, bro. You, you got to hit that, man. And it's just good job, good effort. Yeah, it, it just and the, you know the Cardinals end up you know banging banging a forty three yard field goal, uh, you know for the win. They get that thirty four thirty one, but. You know, it just feels like Seattle, who earlier in the year, I was like, well, you know, the Seahawks are the team, you know, they tend to get stronger as the year goes on. They're going to get their defense back, blah, 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 blah. You know, the run game's been weird. Thomas Rawls had a couple of great games and this disappeared. And then he's got a hurt shoulder. And then Collins was okay. Russell Wilson's at times looked brilliant and at times has looked terrible. Um, they're a weird team to figure out. And I just, you know, if Seattle doesn't have the home games, I don't know how much faith I can have in them. And that, that I think is a critical thing with them. Like, 
you look at Atlanta, and Atlanta, for anybody that doesn't realize this, the Falcons are the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Yeah. All right, so the Falcons, even though they have their flaws, all teams have their flaws. So the Falcons have their flaws too. One of the things the Falcons do is, is they, they're going to put points on the board, man. They're going to put points on the board. That, that's very, very legit. And it, now granted, I think the Panthers were a bag of quit in that game. And 33-16, it probably ought to have been more than that. But number one scoring offense in, in, in the NFL, Ryan's had a, a – I think he hit a franchise record for touchdowns. I'd have to double-check. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I'm pretty sure he did. And if Julio Jones is healthy, you know, they've kind of got some other guys that have had some moments – that could be a pretty pretty strong offense to deal with. So, you know, there's a good team. Seattle's been inconsistent. It's just, it's just kind of weird, man. Uh, and, and Green Bay's gotten hot. And all kidding aside, and we, Lord knows we gave Green Bay some grief over the duration of the season, and, and they deserved it. They had some real stinker games. But Aaron Rodgers is, has clearly elevated, and every year we have this dialogue about you know, what makes a franchise quarterback a truly elite franchise quarterback? And there are those guys that can put a team on their back and really elevate, you know, what's going on. And I think Aaron Rodgers reminded you, he, certainly that offense had some problems. How much of that was scheme? How much of it was McCarthy? How much of it was O-line? How much of it was injuries? There were a lot of things that were problematic with the Packers over the course of the season. But, you know, they've climbed out of that hole. And, you know, Rodgers has been the centerpiece of doing that and yeah, I mean that game that game against the Vikings finished 38-25 but I don't know that it was ever even really that close you know what no, I mean it really it wasn't um I mean god bless and for the Vikings oh my god how does a team go from being looking so good at the beginning of the season at the end they can't even snap the damn ball without turning it <laughs> over I mean the <laughs> cent- the center snapped the ball don't even get it off the freaking ground <laughs> I mean what kind of crap is that Relax. Yeah, relax. What kind of crap is that? You know, I mean, ridiculous. So, uh, Green Bay, if if they get hot, you know, they they, and their defense has played better, relatively surprisingly. But I mean, it's obviously keyed by the offense. They seem to have somehow patched together a running game. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure Seattle fans are like, yeah, maybe we could use Kristen Michael uh, at the moment. Yeah, Um, right. Yeah, possibly. Doesn't really fumble. Oh well. Um, you know, in between Tom Montgomery and, and Michael, I mean, you know, Rodgers has done a pretty phenomenal job. So they're trending in the right direction. We'll see how they finish with Detroit. Um, I fully expect the Packers to beat Detroit. Fully expect the Packers to beat Detroit. I, I don't think the Lions have been the same since Stafford injured his hand. And they had some. These said will take one on Detroit and pick them. He might. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably, he probably should. So well, another thing is Detroit have been lacking a running game. It looks like uh, Zach Zenner has kind of really stepped up his game, especially against Dallas, who had the number one run defense in the league until uh, Monday night. Yeah, so, I mean that's one of they, those things. They had that game, dude. That yeah, they were just... well, yeah, because they because they just were like, look, look here, hey Des, throw a touchdown pass, why don't you? I mean, come dude. on, that was ridiculous. <laughs> dude. I mean, did you know to the Giants just just briefly? Yeah, no, go mean, ahead. I don't play either Seattle or Green Bay next week. I would rather be healthy going into that game regardless because both places are tough places to play, mm-hmm. especially at playoff time, and I ain't trying to mess around and get any of my starters hurt. Well, I, I, you know, the people – And so be it. Yeah, I got they, bigger fish to fry. The, I would say other than Eli, that's always the easy one to point to. 
to me, the one person the Giants could absolutely ill afford to lose would be Beckham. Oh gosh, yes. Can't can't lose him because uh, he's yeah. We we can talk about the defense. I'm gonna throw out I'm I'm gonna throw out that game against the Eagles. I don't think that's the best indication of what their defense is, you know. But it's Beckham. You know, you don't want anything to happen to that guy. But at the same token, I don't know that you should play. You know, can you play worried about injuries? I mean, look what the Cowboys did. We we're talking about the injury context. Didn't Dak take every single damn snap in that game? He did. Yep. He did. You know, and I mean, he finished that out. Well, actually, by the way, uh, I love the fact that, of course, Des Bryant threw the touchdown. Uh, if you didn't know, he um, tried to attend the Cowboys quarterback meeting. <laughs> After yeah, I saw that article. I laughed. I thought that's that was I thought that was so funny. But uh all kidding aside, man, it's actually really brilliant of them to find ways to involve him other than just perceptions because it keeps that man and that ego happy. And they need that. They need that. Yeah. Uh Dallas did a, a hell of a job against Detroit. Uh but that, that team showed up to, to play. Uh, other than McFadden, obviously, uh, they, they shed some carries off of uh, Elliot, which is smart to do. I mean, he's a rookie. Absolutely. I think that's that's really, really good uh, game planning and and carry management at this point in the year uh, to for McFadden to be healthy. I thought it would be Alfred Morris, but whatever. Them's the breaks. Uh, for McFadden to be healthy, you start shedding carries off on that guy. Uh, Dak still needs the reps. Uh, I think you open a Pandora's box if Romo comes in and plays really well or if he gets hurt. It, those are the two scenarios. Um, so, I, you know... They handled it pretty well. I don't know what they'll do in Week 17 against the Eagles. They may not. I would think they'll pull people far earlier. But, it, you know, show up to play. I, show up to play. And they did that. Kudos to them. And uh, sorry, Randy, you got no field goals out of <laughs> out of the, the Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they couldn't do it. <laughs> they were like, no, well, just I mean, go ahead and get a touchdown. Go ahead and get a touchdown. Go ahead. But like you said, it was smart to take carries off of Zeke. Because let me yeah. tell you something. He's... After that game, he's at 322 on the season. That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot. Mm. That's a lot. I think yeah. I wouldn't even suit him up this week. They, they, <laughs> they, the they, rest. they might not, man. They they well, might. Not only that, he's got 32 receptions, so technically he's over 350 on the season as a rookie. Plus preseason. Yeah. Elliot is just, I mean, that dude is a beast, man. Um, I think if you could redo the draft, dude, people would value him so differently. A- again, some of that's skewed by the Dallas offensive line, but that that guy is, you know, we, we've kind of been trending away from bell cow running backs in the, in the league. That dude is legit, man. He, he's, he's, he's complete. He can do all of it. Um, great attitude about it. Uh, team guy. I, I mean, I think the line loves him. You know, this is one of those things where if, I, if I'm speaking as a neutral standpoint, as a football fan, to me, you got to love guys that, that go after it like he does Absolutely. and deliver like he does and then throws in a little bit of fun. I mean, obviously, he's a young guy. So you have a little fun jumping in the Salvation Army pot, that kind of stuff. And you see all this goofiness. Them. I think there was this article about him buying, buying matching diamond chains or necklaces for him and Dak Prescott. You know, goofy stuff like that, man. Um, and then they're pranking each other and doing goofy things. That's some of the youth coming out. But, yeah, you know, manages carries. He doesn't need a full workload. Maybe he has a series or two. Uh, and maybe he doesn't play at all. But they're, they're going the, to have the buy anyway. So you have to – how long do you want him to not be in a game? Do you want to go a full two weeks? That might be a little bit much. But maybe he gets a series or two, and then it's all McFadden. All McFadden. So there's your fantasy football tip for week 17. Pick up Darren McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> for your crappy league that plays in week 17. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Shannon. Oh, no, I just 
I think Zeke should just take a take a seat. No, yeah. no, no need. Get him some extra rest and just hey, playoff time comes, you're going to get thirty plus carries. So you know, just make sure that man is fresh and ready to go. So does anybody think uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man? Th- this is what needs to happen for them. The Bucks need a win, a Redskins tie, a Packers loss. And wins by the Titans, Colts, Cowboys, and 49ers. What, nobody thinks that's happening? Come on. No deal. That, the, wait a second. That's how they make the playoffs? That's how they make the playoffs? Yeah, no way in hell. <laughs> no, no that, deal. No deal. The only thing that's relevant is seeding. Uh, Redskins, Packers, Lions, Giants. That's only those are the only two games for the NFC that really have a lot of interest. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Falcons, Seahawks, seeding, but that stuff too, but... I mean that um, seems like a fun Vegas like parlay to try right? to get, but yeah. Mark, are, 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 do you have a Vegas parlay lined up for that? That would be awesome <laughs> if not. you did. No, <laughs> I think you ought, I think you ought to do it and see if you can hit it, man. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a payout. No, it would be. <laughs> <Not happening. laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. All right, man. I, I tell you what, man. I'm just gonna. I need to run to the bathroom and grab a fresh beer, and then I'll be right back. All right, man. Restocked and reloaded. So let's uh, power through and finish off all this junk. Favorite moments from the week that was. I think we have to give some love to uh, Don Terry. Is it Don Terry or Don Terry Poe? Don Terry. Yeah, I think I was adding like extra O's in there, but that's all right. He added some extra O to the offense, so it's actually kind of fitting. But the Fat Man touchdown was glorious, dude. That was great. I didn't see that coming, and neither did the Broncos defense. That was <laughs> that was fantastic. That was so glorious that Jerry Jones agrees. Yeah, man, that's the yeah. We'll do it for that. Uh, I want me some glory. You like that? You like that? We'll redo that <laughs> if Winamp cooperates, which it may not. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Winamp gets. I want me some glory. You like that? There we go. You like that? Yeah, we like that, Kirk. We like that, Kirk. Absolutely, man. That that, that was pretty fun, dude. Uh, and Denver, way to suck a fat bag of butt, man. Playoffs on the line, and y'all come out with a game like that? Awful. Trevor Simeon, it was nice knowing you. (laughs) Good luck in your future endeavors. (laughs) Good luck in your future endeavors, sir. (laughs) You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Your tribe has voted you out. (laughs) Yeah, they're out of there. (laughs) Speaking of of who else should get booted off the island, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Jets. (laughs) He should be gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, a uh, 41-3 absolute beatdown, and uh, the Jets were just too busy doing what? What was that thing? They were Snapchatting, and somebody was looking for a hose or whatever, <laughs> some junk. Dude, <laughs> I gotta tell you, the, the best quote after the game was, uh, it said Ryan Fitzpatrick does not expect to be back next year with the Jets. Shocker! Really? 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 Yeah. yeah. No. No. No way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady's 50th, 50th career game with three-plus touchdown passes and no interceptions, by the way. Is that a record? I, it, it, I mean, it has to be, doesn't it? 50, 50th career game with three-plus touchdown passes and no picks. That is ridiculous. That, that, that's absurd. And it, it goes to show you how much of a bag of fail and a bag of quit the Jets were at the end. And, you know, I like Bowles. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's just that that whole team just turned into a dumpster fire. And just just fail buckets, dude. Just absolute fail buckets. Um, we touched on it. Hold on real quick. 
Like, do you think Bowles uh, gets fired? I don't no. know. I don't no. know if they're. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that they're going to fire him. I think they have. They have to solve the quarterback dilemma. But if they keep him and they do that again, uh, I think he has to go. Um, it's dangerous when a team looks like they lay down. And you know there are teams that play hard even when they're they're out of it. You think about and, and yeah, I know they fired their coach, but you know think about what the Jaguars did to the Titans. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I th- did, is it did Blake Bortles catch a touchdown pass? <laughs> I uh, yeah, I guess where they did a trick, a trick play, and I think was it was it Lee <laughs> that ended up throwing a touchdown Marquee pass? Lee, yes. Yeah, a touchdown pass. Like that's crazy. So I mean, that, I, you know, I mean, they fired Bradley, but you know, there are teams that play hard even when they don't have a lot to play for, and I think that that means something. You know what I mean? That that means something. Um, and then there are teams that just find a way to, to screw the pooch or to fail or, or to whatever. Looking at you, <laughs> really Bengals. Whiffing that forty-three yard field goal. Oh, that was a barn burner. Texans twelve, Bengals ten. Man, that was great. That was great football to watch. The Twitter roasts of that game were phenomenal. Oh, I mean, that was a barfer. <laughs> that was that was a barf burner, man. That's what that was. Forget barn burner. That was a barf burner, dude. That was terrible. But missing that forty-three yard field goal at the end. That was ugly. Come on, yeah, come on, man. But. Uh, Jaguars shellacking the Titans, which was weird. You know, obviously Mariota gets hurt. And I think that goes into the conversation, you know, with pulling people. And really the centerpiece of that this year is is Carr. And the Raiders, dude, the Raiders were taking it to the Colts, bro. They, yes, were, they, were. they were taking it to them. And this is another one where the Colts closed the gap. It ended up being 33-25. Um, but the Raiders were hammering the Colts, man. It was 33-14 when Carr got knocked out of that game. And really the rest of the year. I've seen some people say that maybe he could return for the Super Bowl. But, yo, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Matt McGloin is not taking y'all to the Super Bowl. You you are not getting no. through New England yeah. in New England with Matt McGloin under center. Okay? It's, it's not Tell happening. Frank Wright. Tell that to Jeff Hostetler. You know what? Matt McGloin is – his. you know what his career record is as a starter? What? One in five. All right. Yeah, look at the crap team he had around him. That's not the point, he's dude. Got something, Oakland. He's got, look, you know. He's got weapons around him now. He does have Derek, weapons. Derek Carr has. If you saw, like, have you seen Inside of NFL this week? I zipped through I mean, it. I zipped through it. He was running that team. It was just like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And then when he got the sack where he broke his leg, he immediately was like, my leg's broke. My oh, leg's no, he broke. knew. He knew. He knew, and it's it's tough because he was he was running everybody, had it all under control, and then that happens, and it's like, damn. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's bad for the the Raider franchise, man. Because I mean, it's small chance, but if the Patriots were to lose and they win this week, the Raiders would be the number one overall in the AFC. I don't see that happening. No. <laughs> However, the point. Point zero zero a million zeros one percent chance that could happen. I mean, it could, but I just don't see Miami beating. It, here, here's that clip, by the way, Shannon. Let's see if I if I can pop this up real quick. Hey, what's up with that D stats snore? <laughs> Here you go. It's broke. It's broke. It's broke. It's broke. It's broke. I mean, he knew. 
I mean, that was as, soo- as, as soon as he took that hit and as soon as he went down, he said it's broke. I mean, that was done. He knew it. And, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks for them in the context of this year. I don't – and they've had I – mean, you know, look, if you're a Raiders fan, that the franchise is going in the right direction. And, you know, the NFL is always kind of a weird thing because sometimes you have a year and that's all you have, right? And it's one of the reasons we've, we talk about Dallas in this context, and it's like don't waste what this year is. You know, exactly. uh, don't waste what this year is uh, with screwing around with Dak and Romo and playing, you know, playing mind games with people. You've got momentum. Um, Dak has grown. Uh, you know, Elliot, I think, is the MVP of the team. But, you know, Dak, Dak has played really well. He's had some ugly games, but then he seems to rebound. That, that guy has, you know what I mean? It's just that that team has good mojo. I'm not saying they're <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. You know, I keep running into Cowboys fans like, yeah, Super Bowl. I'm like, dude. Pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> Let's get to the playoffs and see what you do. Hell of a regular season, but you don't want to mess. And uh, clearly, they don't want to deal with the Giants, right, Mark? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, third time's a charm, Pionch. Gonna <laughs> big, Giants. big blue wrecking crew coming for you. But you know, it, it, you don't want to waste the year. And for the Raiders, you don't want to waste. You don't want to waste the year. But at the same token, what? What? I mean, how much can you really expect um, for McGloin to lead this team? This, that team had issues. They, they have issues. One of the things they do is they give up big plays, okay? Yeah. And if you're going to beat the Patriots, quite frankly, I think you're going to have to outscore the Patriots. Uh, look, they don't have Gronk. That's going to be a problem. Defensively, I don't think Oakland would be able to, to do enough against New England in New England to beat them, not with McGowan under center. They would have needed a huge game from Carr, but they do have a lot of weapons. Uh, I just I just don't see it. And I know windows can be tight, but I think that team is the way that McKenzie has built them to have Carr, who uh, Peter King did a piece with that guy, and he very much comes across as kind of a centerpiece, heart of, leader of, you know what I mean, the team. They rally around him. I think he's so critically mm-hmm. important for the vibe, the mojo, the identity of that team and how they run. Uh, they're going to have a hard time overcoming that over the course of the playoffs. Um, you know, to me, it lines up, you know, could somebody beat New England? Absolutely. But the AFC, clearly, to me, the Patriots are in the driver's seat. Uh, too much experience, veterans all over the place, and still Bill Belichick and still Tom Brady. Any team that beats them is going to have to play a masterful game and, and maybe catch them on a down, down part because yeah, you're going to have a tough time out-scheming them you're going to have to outwork them, out-hustle them, and you're going to have to get some breaks along the way. And I just I, – I, for the Raiders, it's been a hell of a year. I think the team's trending in the right direction. It's a bright future. Um, but I, I think the loss of Carr is, is just – I think it's going to be too much to overcome, man. I did too. That's you tough. Know? And it's it, so tough. And, it, yeah, it's a, it's a bad break literally and figuratively for – the season uh and sometimes that's just that's football dude sometimes that is just football but i mean you know who the raiders are you know that's tough break for them maybe you look at the steelers the texans to me forget about it the dolphins they have their moments but they're still inconsistent and most teams are going to have all of their men on the field to play defense hey rex ryan (laughs) that's one of the reasons your ass got fired bruh You know, Jay Ajayi had what, like another, like his third or fourth, like two hundred yard game this year, completely, yeah. completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them against Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, it was his third game with two hundred plus rushing yards this season. It's the fourth time a player has done that in the Super Bowl era. All right, thirty-two carries, two hundred six yards, and a touchdown. 
Um, but yeah, and he did it twice against uh, twice against the Bills. But if I recall correctly, they were a man short on that play late, yep. and he busted off that big run. And you know that's inexcusable in that moment in that game with what's on the line. That's inexcusable. And you know Rex Ryan, if there was a Super Bowl of 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 talking shit, he'd be in it. But you know it, it just had you know his, his real world results haven't lived up to it. Entertaining guy. I don't know what happens to him going forward. He, it's a tough break, I suppose. Um, but I don't have he a lot. He hypes of, himself up, man. But yeah. he just doesn't deliver. No, I, I don't know much faith I have in the Dolphins. You know, the Chiefs are in, are interesting. Uh, they certainly have their moments. I think if the Steelers get hot in the right way, they could be an. In, that, that's probably one of the most entertaining. Steelers, man. That's the only two chances yeah. to knock off the Patriots, and they're not even that great. So. Well, the, the Steelers, the Steelers are so weird, man. Sometimes they look so fantastic, and other times you're like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> you know. Right. Um, yeah, they, they would need Bell and Brown and company to go off. Yeah, guess, they'll need a hell of a game. That, that, that would be a fun championship game. Yeah, uh, just to have the to see Belichick scheme against them, and what they would come up with. Uh, well. And, you know, we joked around about that early in the year, though. You know, Steelers, Pats, Steelers, Pats. And I think Lindy That's... was like, whatever, look at the Steelers. But, you know, playoff football is different. And, you know, that, that team has a little has a little extra bitterness going on right now after Bradshaw went after after Coach Tomlin, which is still weird to me. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but I think the team has rallied around that a little bit. And was I... Tomlin on his lawn? Yeah, that that was, lawn. that was that's a classic, classic get off my lawn. I'm looking for that. I gotta have that like queued up somewhere around here, don't I? I mean I got Toto Africa. <laughs> Where you know I, I got that. I got Whitfield living La Vida Choca. Apparently Whitfield has turned into a cat because there's a cat sitting in his seat right now. That's okay. He's probably he's probably he's probably outside burning the heater probably where he is yeah get off my lawn well shannon why don't you just say get off my lawn how about that <laughs> well i won't do it with oh, here the you same go. way you have here thing, you go i I'll found say, it get I, off my lawn. I found it get off my lawn there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I mean, th- that was just strange that was strange but you know uh, teams find motivation in a lot of different ways. And I'm not sure why Bradshaw opened his pie hole, calling Tomlin essentially a cheerleader on the field. Uh, you know, whatever. It's a semi, it's semi-interesting like story, I suppose. But how, how meaningful is it? Probably not very in the grand scheme of things. But uh, anything that gives you know that team a little extra, a little pep in their step, a little extra motivation to go after it, you know, good on them. So that that's certainly the one I think could be a thorn in the side and I, I loved the moxie they had because uh, I thought the Ravens I mean the Ravens were so close to putting them away uh, getting that yeah. touchdown to go up late and I know some people were like oh they should have bled more clock but dude get the touchdown punch it in man and then trust your defense and you know it, you, you had a you had a hell of a finish by the Steelers uh, to end up pulling that off and I, I loved that play with Brown doing that extension to get the ball over you know over the goal line to bring it back I mean that was that was that was a great game it, it was a great game. That was if a, he doesn't do that, I mean, the Steelers probably aren't getting the last playoffs. So, you know, great game, uh, great last Steelers-Ravens uh, game, especially for one of our favorites who's retiring after next week. Has he? Is that 100%? I think he said it was 89. It's, it's 89% according 89%. to Steve. Yeah. 
Yeah, 89% he's going to well, retire. If if Steve Smith does retire, who whoever is struggling tonight, just remember. Ice up, son. Ice up. Yeah. <laughs> Ice up, D-Stack. Come on. Come on, man. Up, son. Ice up. Yeah. And your drink in particular. <laughs> After what happened to Steve Smith last season, he said he wanted to go out on his own terms, yeah. and he's definitely been playing his ass off this year. He's a he's a dying breed. He just goes out, plays it, plays his heart out. You know, I'm sorry, Randy, but that's all right. I mean, he plays his heart out, and yeah. he really just. It's like him and Anquan Bolden. Those are two guys who yeah. are standard guys, especially in the community. But on the field, they are just bulls. They, oh, they just want to knock your teeth out. Man. Exactly. How many wide receivers do you know just want to get in your face and just punch your teeth out? Yeah. Like we said, man, C. Smith and Anquan as a tag team. Dude. <laughs> Dude. That would be phenomenal if, if not if nothing else that you know you, you you'd have foot brawl out there man <laughs> you know <laughs> foot brawl baby uh, i swear what, what they what these teams need to do is bring the, the rookie receivers come in go watch tapes of anquan and steve smith this is how you need to play the game dude yeah one play i totally forgot forgotten about with steve smith was right after the love boat scandal and uh he was with the panthers at this time they were playing the vikings <laughs> and he dropped down and did like this rope this rowboat and i didn't realize uh somebody was like pay attention because steve smith looks back as if the police are after him and then he rose faster <laughs> <laughs> and i said i never I, I don't know that i ever realized that but that made i watched that clip and i was like that's extra funny now <laughs> That was brilliant because when you watch that clip of him doing the rowboat, he rows slow and then he does look back and then he rows really fast. <laughs> it's really funny, man. That was fantastic, but yeah, <laughs> I, I will totally miss Steve Smith. Um, at, the Ravens were a pretty fitting team. If if this is the end for him, uh, that was a good franchise for him to end end with. Uh, he's one of those guys I would love to have seen get a ring, uh, but at least he didn't make it to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, and the Ravens were good. They just couldn't quite win enough games this year. Sometimes that happens. I kind of hope he comes back. I think he has enough in the tank that he could, he's still a high-caliber player. But, you know, we'll see what happens um, if it is if it is his time. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, he came back from a pretty severe injury. A lot of people don't come back from that. And uh, he's, he still played at a tremendously high level, man, with, with all the fight and tenacity uh, that we appreciate and remember him for. And that's that's you know, even if you don't like him, and you don't you don't appreciate that kind of attitude, th that's okay. That's a style issue. Uh, what you should appreciate about that guy is at his size to come from where he did to play the way he did to have the longevity to overcome injuries to have the amount of fight. He's the absolutely classic example. It's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight in the dog. He's that yep. guy. Um, and you know, you don't have a ton of people like that and he's that, that are successful to that level. And he's, he's that guy. And I still, you know, I, I think he's a hall of fame guy. I do. He may not be first he ballot, is. but I think he's a hall of fame guy. Um, He'll get in. because the story of the NFL is better because of Steve Smith <laughs> and the, and, and, and the row, row, row your boat. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty beast. So. Uh, all right, well, I think we've covered most of the playoff stuff, uh, most of the NFL stuff. I will say I do hope – see if I can find this thing because it was absolutely ridiculous, and I don't want to forget about it because it was garbage. Uh, I hope that the refs tighten up a little bit 
um, on some of this play, on some of the uh, the play calling. Uh, in that Lions Cowboys game, I like the guy. The Lions ended up getting a penalty for tackling Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Did you guys see that? No, I must have yeah. missed that one. It was in the third quarter, and a Lions a Lions defensive lineman got flagged 15 yards. For essentially tackling, and he he did pick him up, but I mean he's like way huge compared to Elliot. He picked him up and, and took him down, and he just got he got flagged. And in the heat of the moment, I'm looking at it like I can't believe they fla- he didn't suplex the guy, and I, I can't believe that they flagged this dude 15 yards for tackling Ezekiel Elliot. You know they they said he unnecessarily threw Elliot to the ground, uh, but Robinson landed first, and then when Elliot did hit the ground, it was with his own foot. So, I don't know. It, it was kind of weird. You know, the officiator, uh, whoever, I think Sean McDonough called the penalty in the Lions, uh, called that penalty a joke. So, that one was weird. And I hope that uh, we don't see that nonsense again. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, the best part is seeing the random Ewok pictures with him. That stuff's hilarious. You don't need to give him <laughs> charitable flags, okay? It's, it's yeah, all right. Exactly. The, the Cowboys are good enough. You don't need to give them freebies on top of it. Just saying. Um, yeah, the dude's having a better rookie season than Adrian Peterson did for his rookie season. So, yeah, he doesn't need any charity. Yeah, no. Uh, he's, he's good. Uh, Elliot's phenomenal. Elliot's phenomenal. Uh, Mark, it's not, I, th- I think Mark's running out of gas. So, uh, real quick, uh, l- let's go ahead. L- <laughs> yeah. l- let's do Mark. That's okay, man. That's okay. Let's do Mark a solid and get him out of here um, as we finish up and wrap up. As far as the college football playoffs, uh, Shannon, Mark, uh, pre-podcast we mentioned it, but – uh, anything in particular to look forward to with the games, uh, lines, and if you want to call your shots, I'll let well, Shannon open the gate. Or open the, yeah, I think we're just gonna just uh, just be quick about it and just call our shots, uh, line wise and then game wise. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Washington, Alabama. Uh, that's the early game on Saturday. Alabama favored by thirteen and a half. The total of the game is fifty-two and a half. I personally like Washington to cover the 13 and a half. Yeah. I do like the over of 52 and a half because I think they can score. Chris Peterson's a really, really, really good coach. Uh, you know, for the number of years he was at Boise state and they competed, made the top 25, almost mm-hmm. even made like a BCS bowl every now and then. Uh, and now he's at like a, a Pac-12 school where he can recruit the best players to come there. And on top of him being able to coach, I would say, you know, if you've got the hierarchy of coaches, I mean, you've probably got the top four in the game right now with uh, Saban, Urban Meyer, Swinney, and now Chris Peterson. Uh, so I, I like Washington to cover. I think Alabama ultimately wins the game. Yeah. Uh, it may be just like by 10 or something. Um, but I do like the over. I think there's going to be some scoring going on in that game. D-Stat, uh-huh. what say you? Um, yeah, I'll call a late late cover by Washington, but I think Alabama. I think Bama dominates most of the game and certainly gets the win pretty easily. But um, barely say that Washington sneaks in and covers at the end, loses by like 12 or 13. A little, some garbage points just for posterity? Exactly. Just just to piss okay. just to piss off a couple of betters and moose them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends where the where the refs have their money, right? There I go. Of course. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, incidentally, wa- uh, uh, one of the Washington defensive linemen did say the SEC might be a little overrated 
ahead of their game with Alabama. So as long as, uh, you know, we'll see if that's a little fuel to the fire. And uh, maybe they'll remember to actually pick up Lane Kiffin and get him on the team bus. Maybe. Since they they left him. And and maybe the Alabama players will practice gun safety next time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, dear Carson Wentz, please don't send any of the Alabama players shotguns. Okay. No custom shotguns for those, for those guys. And yes, an Alabama defensive lineman had to explain how he blew off his finger with a shotgun. Senior defensive lineman, Dakota Ball. Whoa. That's a great name for the sports brew, right? Uh Uh-oh. Man, Dakota Ball. (laughs) You said... Balls. Hell yeah. And God bless. He shot off his finger. Lord knows... Ice up, son. Ice up. Very appropriate. <laughs> anyway, clearly he's not playing in this game. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's com- it's completely gone, balls. That on Thursday, I shot it right at the knuckle and blew it off. So he just has a big club hand. Yeah. Anyway, talk to old JPP about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second game, Ohio State <laughs> minus three and a half versus Clemson. Uh, total is at fifty eight and a half. I absolutely love the over in this game. I will take the over all day. Yeah, and give me Clemson plus three and a half. I just uh, give me Deshaun Watson. Give me a senior quarterback who's been there, done that. Yes, he makes turnovers, but when the game is on the line, he he is so clutch. I will I will take Clemson to not only cover but to win that game, and I will take the over as well. Uh, D stat. Uh, honestly, took the words out of my mouth on both ends. Uh, I, I like uh yeah, I like them where we're competitive and against each other. But I, I I'm I'm with you wholeheartedly. Uh, certainly should be a great game. Uh, definitely will aim to take take that one in. I, I don't plan to watch any of the Bama game, but. Uh, uh, I think you know. Damn, it's, yeah. It's a close game. It'll be, it'll be a battle, but uh, I like. You know, I definitely like the over. Like, like similar to you, and uh, I think Clemson. Uh, Clemson takes it out in the end. Wins by. I'll, I give them winning by field goal. All right. There you go. Hey, Mark, it's totally okay, man. If you got to crash out, man, we, we'll go ahead and uh, get you right out of here. I even have an exit song for you. <laughs> You're not playing the Redskins fights, though. <laughs> they don't have a lot of fight in them, so. That's- <laughs> <laughs> they want to see the playoffs. They better. Playoffs. Yeah. Dear Jay Gruden, here you go, man. Play this to the team, okay? Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Well, other than people that don't like the Redskins' name. Like that one spammer that hit us up on the sports brew wall. <laughs> but, anywho, uh, we'll see. But it, it's totally did, cool, man. Did Sam Jackson have some words for him? Sam, <laughs> Sam Jackson <laughs> probably should have had some words for that guy. I don't know if I have a Sam Jackson board pulled up, man. Oh, man. I don't. Uh, that's okay. Anger. That's yeah. A that's a fail? Oh, my bad. My apologies, sir. Here you go. You ask for ask and ye shall receive. That's right. As for the person that got up on our wall talking about the Redskins name. Shut the fuck up. There you go. Thank you, Sam. See? There <laughs> Thank it is. You, Sam. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> anyway, Mark, why don't you go ahead and jump off, man? It's cool. Go, go get some rest, bro. All right, folks. All right, man. Catch happy you later, year, brother. brother. Have fun. Be good. Very happy New Year to all of you. Yes, I'm sir. Cool we talking. Hey, remember, Mark. Uh, understand. You know, I got two little kids. Shannon has a couple of kids. We can't party like we used to on New Year's. So, you know, represent. W- Whitfield doesn't really drink. I mean, he says he drinks. He can drink more tequila than anybody in the world, but he doesn't really drink. And we'll see what Randy does. But, but Mark, you are our last best hope for a full-on raging ass New Year's party. I'll get back to it eventually, but this year ain't Wait. it. <laughs> in honor of Carrie Fisher, he's our only hope. See, it was. Well said. He said, "I have one Bud Light tonight. I'm taking it easy, so go all out Saturday night. Don't you worry, I'll be It's a little just hydrating. That's all you were doing. Yes, yes. exactly. He's hydrating. Okay. He's hydrating and uh, checking his eyelids for light leaks. He's just doing like quality control right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, man. <laughs> yes, you will. I have faith in you, Mark. I have faith in you, man. So happy New Year's to you, uh, and certainly to Megan and Peach. Uh, make it, you know, have a, have a good old time. And just remember with your drinks on new year's, do it right, brother. All right, go get some rest, man. All right, folks. All right. Watch for your fans. I'll see you in 2017. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Night, Mark. Night, bro. (laughs) Night, man. All right. Uh, well, I mean, we're in wrap up a clock anyway, but, uh, he, he was fading pretty strong. So I figured it was, it was probably good to yeah. go ahead and let him, uh, exit. Ex- yeah. He, he was hurt. Let him exit stage left, man. Get him out. It's, it's totally cool. You know, I mean, we're finishing up anyway, so it's not really, it's not, not a big deal. I did think it was funny that, uh, one of the Clemson defensive backs said, uh, we've definitely faced better quarterbacks in Ohio state's JT Barrett. You know, that was, uh, I hope, hopefully I pronounced his name correctly. Uh, Jadar Johnson. Um, sometimes, you know, going to the bowl games, man, people love sound bites. They have to talk to a billion people, but it's like, yo, dude, just, you don't need to add fuel to the fire, man. <laughs> dude, JT's a senior QB as well, man. So yeah. you don't want to awake the sleeping giant. No, no, be careful. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I mean, Urban Meyer is a, I mean, that's a hell of a coach, man. He's going to have the team oh, ready gosh, to roll. Yes. He's going to have that team ready to roll. So um, I, I'm hoping Saturday is a lot of fun, although I, I really do hope long-term, and I hope they get games off of, you know, that night, dude. It, flip, it, flip it to it's a different – so bad. You know, if people want – like it on the day, New Year's Day. Yeah. And, stop, stop playing games on New Year's Eve, y'all. <laughs> people like, – I feel like Peter Griffin should be in that conference room when they're talking about scheduling because everybody else is like – I, worried about who they're going to go out with, who they're going to hang out with on New Year's, and no, you really two, should. Two I don't biggest think games of the year, other than your championship, is on that day. It's not. It's not Peter Griffin, bro. It's Sam Jackson. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. There you go. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not fond. Those games are so hugely important. Um, I, I'm not. I'm just not fond of of, new, of of that stuff being on New Year's Eve, dude. Uh, you know, p- people. To me, like I remember last year, man, we were, we were hanging out. I think we were in Hilton Head for New Year's, and it was just like we were trying to do all this other stuff. And the games were one, and we sort of wanted to watch it. But here we are doing like family and friends, and we're out and about, we're traveling, we're doing all this stuff. And it was like, it's like, man, you know, wouldn't this be better the next day when we're tired and recovering, and it's a captive audience, and we're not trying to, be, you know what I mean? Especially if you're trying I didn't to even watch a second of them. 
Yeah, especially if you, I, if, if you want to go out-out, you're not watching that thing. No, no exactly. Was house, we were just drinking, playing games, and I guess we were watching the, the one of the New Year's rockin' whatever shows. One of those things. Or we were playing Cards Against Humanity and drinking and just having a good time. I mean, it's not like we were worried about the football game. Yeah. So it's, I, it's, it's, it's freaking New Year's Eve. Why would you put your two of your three most important games on that date. It's stupid. I mean, it's really stupid. It really I, I, is. I, do I agree with you. I, I don't like it. I just, I think it's unfortunate. And I think it's, uh, that, that's a lot of hubris, right? From, from the NCAA. It's a lot of hubris, man. They're like, oh no, it's New Year's Eve. You're going to watch some, uh, college football playoffs, bitch. I'm just not a fan, man. If that's but, the case, I'm putting cream cheese on my bagel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2017, man. 2017, man. The year of bagels with cream cheese. Suck it. <laughs> um, rand, random bowl side note. Uh, number one, A to uh, uh, kudos to Virginia Tech uh, for oh, scoring 35 yeah. unanswered points to come back and win the Belk Bowl, dude. They were down 24 to n- <laughs> bagel. <laughs> they were down 24 to nothing, brother. At the half, halftime score 24 0. Down to Arkansas, and they came back, scored thirty-five unanswered points, and won that damn thing, thirty-five to twenty-four. Whoo! Hey, that's that's a heck of a way to make a uh, first bowl impression for uh, Coach Fuentes. Yeah, man, they got the defense. They got the defense on point in the second half, uh, and the, obviously the offense as well. Uh, random side note: When it comes to the Belk Bowl, um, <laughs> they gave a lot of the players like a gift card, essentially. Uh, all these guys got a $450 gift card to spend, okay, at a belt department store in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. And one of the players from Arkansas, Jeremy Sprinkle, even though he had a 40, $450 gift card to spend at Belk, elected to shoplift from Belk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, really? You dumb ass. Unless that's an honest mistake, which I'm going to imagine probably yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> you know, they got 450 bucks to spend in 90 minutes at Belk as part of their bowl game swag. Arkansas had a shopping spree, you know, on, on a Tuesday. And the Charlotte Mecklenburg police says uh, Sprinkle attempted to shoplift eight items worth $260 from the store. A shirt, uh, another shirt, some Nike socks, and a couple of wallets. Big dumb dumb. Obviously, that's really like spooky, man. How are you gonna get fired on your day off, <laughs> dude? How are you gonna shoplift on your day off, man? Right, right. It's it's your achievement, a gift card. Come it's on, also, man. It's one thing if you don't have any money, I get it. But if you got four hundred fifty bucks to just blow on whatever, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> Stupid. I I, dude, I don't know, Stupid. man. Sam Jackson, Arnold, something. I... <laughs> yeah. Just something doing my that. job. Yes! <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Oh, you must be very proud of yourself. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Just Well, dumb, I think there's dude. one more Arnold sound bite he needs. That. You know, that is an absolute crock of That too. Oh, man. It's just stupid. That was one of those, like, random side notes. But it's like, how, man? Like, why are you going to do that to your team and do that to yourself? I mean, just dumb, dude. 
embarrassing. Just dumb. How how do you how do you fuck up a shopping spree? <laughs> that guy Seriously. did it at Belk. <laughs> Come on, man. At Belk of all places. <laughs> Come on, well, man. They gave you free money to just blow on stuff. Four hundred fifty dollars. That's not enough. That's a, 450 bucks is a lot at a store like Belk, dude. Yeah, it is. That's a lot at Belk, man. man. The sales they have? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get a wardrobe for that. He, yeah, he totally Joseph Randall that thing. You're right, Matt. Joseph <laughs> 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 he, he totally, He totally Joseph Randall that thing, man. So dumb. Underwear dude. perfume. <laughs> yeah. So silly. Uh, I tell you what, man. Um, you know, whether if you have a fail or a favorite part of the week, uh, let's roll through that, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll essentially start wrapping up and, and getting out of here. I think we've covered really. You know, we've talked about the playoffs, a little bit college stuff, um, the Giants possibly laying down, and giving kudos to the Packers for their run. It's been uh, pr- pretty baller. Oh, um, we didn't we didn't really touch much on the Raiders Colts. Shannon, do you have any wrap up thoughts for the Colts this year? They suck, and they need a new GM and new coach. <laughs> wow. Okay, fair enough. Shannon's pulling no punches here, dude. <laughs> Blunt and to the point. I yeah. like it. There it is. Uh, nice. Nice. Um, but uh, Still, what, what... <laughs> two won eight games, mostly without Andrew Luck last year, mm-hmm. and they've won seven with Andrew Luck this year. So changes need to be made. Yeah. Fair point. Well, how many drafts are they going to go without drafting line or even going free agency with a lineman? Well, Ryan Grixon, I think, is going to be showing his papers come uh, Monday morning. You think so? Uh, I, I, Grixon's got to be gone. I don't know about Pagano. Matt said a nice rumor tonight that uh, Peyton Manning could be GM. Who knows? That would be weird. But I, Ryan Grixon, dude, I... What was the what was the count? Seven linemen drafted in four years and four of them it's not were in enough. the last draft. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, like, it's not enough. And it, it's Rough. like it's like either he doesn't either they can't grade them or they they keep getting beat to the punch. You know what I mean? Um, and it's easy to say, but you look at what Dallas has done with their offensive line. They built that they built that offense out O line, and you know think about it sets the team up for success. It helps set the tone. It, it, it does. It's easier said than done. Believe me, all of us understand that. But if you if if you know like the old NASCAR <laughs> thing, if you're not cheating, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, if you only take Lyman and lay it at the butt end of the draft, are you really trying? No. You know, and there's some there's something wrong. It's clear. It was clear during Peyton Manning's career. It's clear during Andrew Luck's career at this point. You can make up for some of those things with that kind of quarterback, but if your line stinks, your line stinks. And yeah. you, you complicate everything else. How much you know, how much more and we've talked about it before, but how much how much can you imagine if Peyton Manning had, had the Cowboys offensive line, what he would have Holy been able to hell. do? I mean, sweet that, baby that that's that's I mean, if you put Peyton Manning or Tom Brady behind that line, uh, you're you're talking a nineteen and zero season, and it, it's it it what it's not even close. I mean, if you take that offensive line today, yeah, and you put two guys behind there, it it's it's not even close. No, I mean it, it's, it's it's nineteen ridiculous. and zero, no questions asked. <laughs> I, and you talk about Dak Prescott, a rookie, is thirteen and two behind that line with a rookie running back. Mm-hmm. I mean. 
They, they've done a hell of a job. Quarterbacks, but... which is great, but bro, get yeah. the pieces to defend them. Oh man, I can't yeah. believe I can't believe. Yeah, oh no, I'm fine. I had a burp that decided to erupt. <laughs> There's the second one. <laughs> Sometimes burps are ill-timed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Indeed, they are. And I'll, yeah. I'll even add to it. I mean, the thing is, is I don't understand what the cult is. There's guys. There's veterans that are decent veterans who become free agents before the even season begins, and the Colts don't even make a play for him. Like Russell Okung, he was a free agent like late before the season started. Yeah, the, it, it, but I mean, but guys it just like fits. that. It depends how you allocate your money, but if and obviously they have a lot. They're going to have a lot with Ty and a lot with Luck, but you know if those guys are your centerpieces, man, you have to give them some supports, right? You know, I mean, I mean look, a, 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 it's, it's like the old one-legged man in the ass-kicking contest, man. It's tough sledding, you know what I'm saying? I mean, don't get me wrong. Last year, they did take the kid from Alabama in the first round, mm -hmm. which was a good start. But you got to keep building from there. You have to keep building, but that shouldn't have happened just last year. Right. Right. It, well, it should have happened when Luck was drafted and in the second round. Who's the best lineman available? Okay, we'll take this guy. Because you're picking at the top of that round. Mm -hmm. So you're getting somebody who could have been a first-round pick in the second round. And you just build from there. Like the next year. Okay, who's in the first round? Okay, we'll take this guy. You know, And Jerry Jones took a lot of flack for taking he did. a center in the first round and a guard in the first round. But look at that team now. Dude, they're knocking people's teeth down their throats. Yeah. Well, and even think about it. If you have don't have a lot of faith in some of your young linemen, go out and free agency and get some of these veterans who have been around who are solid. You don't have to be all pros. They don't have to be all world. But if they're at least decent and consistent in what they do, that'll help bring along the young guys and develop them. You can only do one or two-year contracts. Boom. Yeah. The guy you drafted two years ago in the second round, he's ready. Exactly. Well, it's not that it's not that hard. I I think the key theme here is team building, and yes. there are lots of different ways to to build a team. Okay, there really are. Are you line out? Um, are you know? And you think about Randy. You're a 49ers fan. Think about what the 49ers accomplished when their line. They were strong on both sides of the ball, but their line set the tone for that team. You know, they don't have that right now. And that's right? a great point, Justin. Because, um, and I'm sorry to cut Randy no, but, off, but in one draft. Mm -hmm. The 49ers took two two linemen in the first round, mm -hmm. and they were yeah. getting dogged for it. And they had, before the Cowboys, the best offensive line because they took two linemen in the first round that were really good talents, and they were knocking people's teeth down their throats. Yeah, and, and some of that's attitude. Some of that's attitude, but it, but it gets down to team building. And I think yes. I, th I think you know Gregson has had enough time to build the team. And he hasn't done enough with the time and the picks and the stuff. And, and luck was the no-brainer. Okay, anybody that Absolutely. was anybody that was in the one hole was going to take luck. But rest assured, for all the gloss that Robert Griffin at the time had, if the Redskins were in the one hole, they were taking freaking Andrew Luck. Okay, yeah. rest assured, whoever was in the one hole was taking luck. Okay, regardless of how his career pans out, maybe he never lives up to it. Who knows? Anybody in the one hole was taking that guy. That was the easy pick. It's everything else that yeah. matters. And I don't think he's done enough. The results bear that out. And maybe maybe, maybe some of it's coaching. Maybe. I don't know. But 
on the could surface, be a bit of both. could be a bit of both. But on the surface, you look at it and you go, eh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know that, he, that dude's got enough out of it. So uh, it, it's tough, you know, but, but team building, when, when you see the teams that do build out, and we've talked a lot about the Raiders as of late, but Reggie McKenzie has done a hell of a job building that mm-hmm. team. That that's team building. Some of it's about scheme. Some of it's about personality. Some of it's about coaching. Some of it's about organization. Like the Steelers are the classic case of a strong organization that mm-hmm. you know they, they win and sometimes they overachieve, but they they have a they have a really strong organization. They know who they are. They know what they want to do, and they have an they have an identity and they identify it and they build for it. It's what they do, right? And teams that do that. It, it makes a big difference in being a consistent winner. Doesn't mean you win the Super Bowl all the time. Doesn't mean you're 13 and 3 every year. But when you have down cycles, you build back up, right? And, unless and, you're the Patriots. Unless you're, you're the Patriots and you have just have up cycles every year. Have, well, Brady and Belichick is what you get. You know, eventually that, that gravy train will end. Eventually. Uh, and Lord knows anybody that's under 20 probably won't know what to do with themselves when the Patriots suck. <laughs> you know, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> what do you mean we don't we don't win the AFC East every year? What is this crap? Welcome to reality, y'all. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, only a matter of time. Yeah, only a matter of time. Welcome to the to uh, Detroit Lion-dom and Washington Redskin-dom. <laughs> um, <laughs> reality. It does bite sometimes, but uh, yeah, might as well ride the gravy train. Um, a couple other things as we wrap up and get out of here before I forget. Uh, kudos to uh, Matt and Randy. They had a hell of a championship game in the Sports Brew League. That was fun. Uh, went down to the wire. And essentially, it was a kicker and a tight end. Ebron versus Dan Bailey. <laughs> and uh, I swear, man, for the life of you, bro, they couldn't get any field goals for uh, Dan Bailey. But th- that was a fun game to track. Being out of it, I-, I was in the third place game, but you know, being out of it and watching that between you two was was pretty fun. So that was uh, fun. yeah, kudos to Whitfield for for bagging that. Uh, that was a good game. Went down sure. to the wire, and then in our other league, the keeper league, I played uh, one of our friends, uh, and uh, you know, my team sucked, but his team sucked more. And so I ended up winning the key. Sometimes that's what happens, dude. Sometimes that's what happens. He had a ton of people out on the injury and, you know, everybody under the sun underperformed for him. Uh, that's fantasy, though. So anyway. Yeah, I got hosed in the third place game in that one against Shannon, basically, because that's when I, where I lost Mariota. And then mm. basically by the time I found out that Doug Martin was a freaking scratch, a, a healthy scratch, I had no one left to replace him with so i so yeah i was hosed for the uh, once yeah. i found that out, i was like i just was like shannon congratulations you're you're just whooped my ass there it is <laughs> so but you know sometimes that's how it goes man Fan- fantasy sometimes at the end of the fantasy season you know if, if you get to the right breaks and you get in the championship game sometimes you don't even have the best team or the best performance that week it's like a war of attrition you know what i mean sometimes that happens but if you're last man standing you enjoy it Anywho, yeah, that's, that's that's your second straight championship in the keeper league. Yeah, well, I, I got to hit the Giles mark and hit three. <laughs> I got I got one more yeah, that, to do. Yeah, my streak <laughs> ended this year. I was in four straight championships, and then I was going for five, and Jerry knocked me out. Yeah, what? Well, did you win two in a row or three in a row? Two in a row. Oh, you won two in a row. I, oh, well, then I tied you. But I had been to four straight. Yeah. Wow. Which is still pretty, which is still pretty damn impressive. That's tough in fantasy, man. 
Yeah, because that there's fantasy can be so arbitrary. You know, there's just some of it skill, some of it's luck, some of it's completely out of your hands. But you know, you just kind of run through the season, try to have fun with it. But I always feel like it's weird when the fantasy season ends. You know what I mean? Like I'm like. I miss I miss the waiver. I miss like obsessing about my team, <laughs> and I almost miss hating my team and loving my team at the same time. It's it's that ang- weird anxiety. But I do feel but like hey, I I have much more free time when I have no fantasy football. <laughs> we we do have that uh, NFL.com <laughs> fantasy playoff stuff. We'll do the NFL.com fantasy playoffs. We do it every year. I like that. Um, for anybody that, that hasn't, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit random because uh, you to take all the playoff teams. And you don't have a draft, obviously, but you just kind of pick who you, who you think is going to you know do whatever, and you get a multiplier. So if you take a wild card, you know everybody in the wild card, you can play whoever you want every week. But what makes uh, that one kind of interesting is uh, what you get is if you're if that team wins that particular year, or excuse me, that particular week, uh, you get a multiplier for the following week. So. Um, if you happen to get a you know somebody that plays all the way through the playoffs, you get a four time four x multiplier. I think it's four x by the time you get to the Super Bowl. So it, it it can be pretty wild and random. That that one's kind of fun. That's a good time. So we'll, I'll set that up. We'll do that again. Don't worry. I'll I'll, I'll set that up before the week's done. Uh, as long as NFL.com has that uh, up and Adam uh, Shannon, uh, word of advice for you. Uh, I did see this uh, also on BuzzFeed News. It said a six-year-old user of Sleepy Mom's thumbprint to buy $250 of toys on Amazon. Uh, so be sure you have good phone security. <laughs> wow. Lest, lest your kids do any, uh, do any shopping. Uh, also, a uh, word of advice, uh, beware too much caffeine. There's a man in, uh, I think in California, I'll double check, but uh, I like this, uh, this headline. It says, man heads to trial for driving under the influence of caffeine. <laughs> and it is in California. Uh, wow. Joseph really? Schwab, a 36-year-old Union Glazer, was pulled over in August of 2015 and charged by the Solano County District Attorney with misdemeanor driving under the influence of a drug. His vice? Caffeine. So he was pulled over by an agent from the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control in an unmarked vehicle. The agent said Schwab had cut her off and was driving erratically. So he was given a breathalyzer test, and he showed a 0.00 blood alcohol level, uh, but he was booked in the county jail and had his blood drawn. The resulting toxicology report came back negative for all these different things, and then they decided that, well, they were going to have to get him on caffeine. So, yeah, which is really entirely bizarre. Uh, if he has a good lawyer, he'll get off of that. Yeah, what a tremendous waste of resources. What a tremendous... I mean, that's just one of those things, like, you just try not to embarrass yourself as yes. a police officer, and you you drank too much caffeine. Too mm. much coffee for you. You're going to have to essentially arrest, or... I mean, how many people would be like, oh, sorry, sorry, Ostifer, you got me. I've, I've had too much coffee today, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, probably about 80% of the U.S. workforce. Yeah, and definitely most of us. If you take coffee away from Americans, Americans ain't going to work. America, yeah, we're in trouble. Well, for, for Shannon, you and me, it'd be coffee. For Randy, it would be some NOS drinks or something, you know? <laughs> but uh, right. it's You take crazy. coffee away from... You... Yeah. I mean, Congress would not allow that to happen. 
That that that's a bipartisan effort, right? I there. would hope Coffee so. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Get your mother, please. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I, I would ho- I would hope so. That that one's like totally stupid, dude. Totally stupid, but just that's random. Uh, who on earth, man? Uh, I hope they throw that out, and I hope they that ABC agent deserves a uh, some kind of reprimand or or like a. Uh, get off my lawn. Are you an idiot? Get off my lawn! I mean, something. It's just a waste Sam of... Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I think Sam Jackson is Sam, You know what? Fun. You're right. You're right. That's a Sam Jackson moment for real. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That That's Pretty legit. Much. That's legit. Absolutely. You're right about that. Um, as we go ahead and polish off for the night, I'm just closing windows as we go here. Um, I did want to go ahead and raise a glass to the inventor of the solo, the red solo cup. Uh, The inventor of the red solo cup has passed away. Robert Leo Holzman, hopefully I pronounced his name correctly, uh, died on December 21st. He invented the red solo cup, a near ubiquitous presence at parties across the country. Also, I mean, you know, that's legit. I mean, who hasn't seen it? Who hasn't used it? Unless you're sub-18, and even then you've probably used it accidentally with all of its markings for uh, the amount of liquor, the amount of beer, the amount of ice, and the amount of whatever in it. So uh, I figured... The beer pop games we have had over the years. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is... I mean, dude... We need to bring those back. It's been a long time since we played. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of beer pong as of late. Don't worry, we'll get we will we will get back to that. We have January birthdays coming up. We do. That's right, we do. We do, and we'll we will have some fun. Other rando side note: uh, there's the, the Washington Post has this uh, yearly contest in which readers are asked to supply alternate meanings for common words, and I think this was fitting um, for the holiday season. Um, flabbergasted, right? Everybody familiar with the word flabbergasted? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the alternate meaning, this was ranked second, was uh, flabbergasted. Adjective, appalled over how much weight you have gained. I like I like that one. <laughs> wow. It was followed by uh, alternate meaning for abdicate, uh, to give up all hope of ever having a flat stomach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like number seven. It was lymph uh, to walk with a lisp. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, th- I thought that was pretty good. This might be this. This is how do you walk with a lisp? Again, these are alternate meanings to words. This is a contest. These are alternate meanings to words. Um, so <laughs> I know you walk with the lymph. Walk with the list. Uh, one of my favorites was Pokemon, a Rastafarian proctologist. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, 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 uh, as we go into the new year, um, again, you know, I hope everybody had a great Christmas, uh, and, and certainly thanks for sharing in the episode tonight and have a little fun listening. Uh, enjoy the bowl games. Enjoy everything on Sunday um, as we ramp up for the playoffs. So have a little bit of fun with that as well. But, you know, we have New Year's coming up. Uh, so everybody be safe. You know, part, party hard, but party smart. Um, you know, in that way, as we close out 2016, which, again, the death train has been pretty strong in 2016, 
uh, try not to step on that one on the express by accident with anything with anything too stupid, um, so that you can still crank up you know wonderful. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Theme songs uh, and and celebrate you know uh, the fun stuff. I, again, I said it earlier, death is the price of life, right? Uh, but. In, enjoy life a little bit more, man. Enjoy life a little bit more, and, and and make some more memories. Have some more fun with the people that you know you care about, that you love, your friends, your family. Have a little fun along the way, man. Let's uh, even if you hate the end of 2016, it, it's almost we're almost there, bro. We're almost there, and we can ring in 2017 with some style. Yep, that's what I'm feeling, and I would be remiss. I would be remiss. As we close out Christmas, if I didn't include this. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, and also... I love that all the like year round Justin's <laughs> Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love all the good songs. Hey, don't worry, Whitfield. I got one for you. Um, so there, uh, Gizmodo had this great article, and it was a robot phone device that helps you transmit kisses to your loved ones when you are away. Hmm. Hmm. So it's an attachment. You can plug your phone in, and you can totally make out with it, and you can send a smooch via live video chat. That's awesome. That, that, <laughs> yes. I was on the link to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a crap for that. There's a crap for that. Anyway, all right, guys. Let's wrap up and get out of here. Uh, fails, hails, or are we just tipping a glass and we're done? I'll say this, man. Mm-hmm. Um, for the guys that have retired this year, Peyton Manning, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Big Poppy, Steve Smith, Thank you guys for all the thrills that you guys have given us over the years. Uh, I, I, you know, it, with those guys retiring, it feels like the 90s players are all gone. You know, so it's like it feels like it's all just 2000s players now. And Cubs winning the World Series. Cleveland finally winning the championship. Those monkeys are off the back. So as much as grief as 2016 has brought with the loss... You know, it has breathed new life into cities that have been suffering for a long time. Absolutely, man. So that's legit. That's my parting shot. Even Dikembe Mutombo had to approve of LeBron James's block. Oh, <laughs> not in my house! Not in my house! <laughs> and the Cubs win. Who wants to sex Mutombo? Yeah. 2016 had, I mean, you know, I guess that was the price for the Cubs to win the World Series. This was the price that had to be paid in 2016. So thanks for that, Cubs fans. Thanks. Grim (laughs) Reaper was steep. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Person of the year, the Grim Reaper, man. Legit. Legit. Uh, Anyway, guys, well, look, man, have a great time for New Year's. I hope everybody that listens to the sports brew, and even if you don't, but you're not going to hear us say it if you don't, but, uh, you know, have some fun, make it count, have a good time. And whether, whether you raise a glass or or not, 
just you know try to enjoy yourself and try to celebrate uh the good moments that that are there you know and and d-stat uh you know nice little reminder that there are a lot of good things you know uh and sometimes we do get swept up in some of the bad mojo the bad moments and the bad things that happened and you know that's okay man there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of things in life a lot of things in the world and you know again there, there are moments for pause moments for reflection and uh, sometimes that's a very introspective thing or a very reflective thing, but you know, th- there's a lot of good and holidays are a great reminder of the good, you know, and I know sometimes people have bad memories with holidays or, you know, somebody passed away or something bad happened to them. I understand that, but you know, uh, in general, and, and, you know, really in general, you know, the holidays are, are a time to think about where you are, where you've been, how you got here and take a little pause from the normal, you know, daily routine to try to catch up with friends and family and celebrate and, you know, celebrate each other's successes and the good that is. So, you know, if you, if you get nothing else from it, a, you can be like Chad Johnson and you give somebody an Xbox and then whoop their ass and FIFA, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> you could do that. Or you could try to catch up at a party and, you know, have a little fun and, and, you know, give a hug, give a, give a, you know, bro tap, knuckle bro tap or, you know, whatever, and celebrate, uh, the, the life that we do have. Uh, one last little cool thing. This is very much a star Wars thing. Uh, I would have assumed that Randy, you probably saw it, but, I did like the the vigil of the day with Star Wars fans all over the place raising their lightsabers uh, with a little salute uh, for Carrie Fisher. I think they they had it in games. Um, they had it. People did it with iPads. People did it out and you know out about in public areas. Um, and I, I forget which Star Wars game it is, but it's one of the one of the MMO ones. And the they, Old Republic. Yeah, and the, a whole bunch of players went and gathered and you know it, you know, paid tribute, which. You know, I mean, sometimes people make fun of, of gamers, but, you know, I mean, that, that there's still, it's still a sense of community, you know what I mean? And those things are neat to see. Those things are neat to see. And I thought that was really, I thought that was really cool. You know, uh, again, it's, it's weight and it's impact and uh, it's a little reminder of the life that we lead and sometimes a little small snippets that we share, even with somebody we don't really know, but they can still be super impactful uh, and still help shape uh, our life and who we are and who we want to be and that stuff can mean far more sometimes than we realize so yeah i think it was a couple hundred players gathered in front of house organa on alderaan mm-hmm. and did that mm-hmm. very cool very cool so gentlemen from all of us to all of you enjoy the games this weekend may your team win unless my team needs to get in the playoffs and i don't care about you um. <laughs> hey, fair enough, man. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> from the sports brew to all of you, thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to share as uh, as always. Keywords of sports and brew. You can find us on uh, you know our home feed with Podbean, certainly LiveSportsCaster dot com. Uh, iTunes and you know the Google Play Store keywords are sports and brew you love them both we know that <laughs> we certainly like them both uh, but you know celebrate with style man stay safe have a good time and we will catch you on the flip side I can't believe we're almost to 2017 that is nuts uh, but enjoy it and yeah we'll see you around the bend brother peace out good night folks happy new year everyone happy new year late <laughs> out and- and just remember, thank you for being a friend. <laughs>
Really, with the sports crew, it probably ought to be, thank you for drinking again. Yeah, that's right. And if you threw a party, Who would Matt be? Would he be like the, would, would he be the wily old midget grandma? <laughs> a stout daddy. <laughs> I mean, he certainly wouldn't be Rue McClanahan. I think D-Stat would be Rue. He'd be Pooh McClanahan. Pooh McClanahan. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I like that. All right. On that note. Would that make you be Arthur? Maybe. Uh, somebody can unearth my my painting after my death. That'll be great. Anyway, on that note, man, good night now. We will catch you on the flip side. Late. <laughs>